Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 951, and we're looking at Mark chapter 6, verses 45-52. Let's read the passage. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After he said goodbye to them, he went away to the mountain to pray. Well into the night, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. He saw them straining at the oars, because the wind was against them. Very early in the morning, he came toward them, walking on the sea, and wanted to pass by them. When they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost, and cried out, because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke with them and said, Have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them and the wind ceased. They were completely astounded because they had not understood about the loaves. Instead, their hearts were hardened. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark is presenting this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus. He began with Jesus traveling through Galilee, teaching and healing. Then he gave us some of the responses, positive responses and negative responses. Then he gave us a series of parables where Jesus was speaking in figurative language about the kingdom of God, and then a series of miracles showing Jesus' authority. Then he sent the twelve out to expand his ministry, to do the same ministry he was doing, teaching and healing, and then they came back and made their report. But there was a large crowd forming. They were in Capernaum, it seems. And so Jesus wanted to get away from the mob, and they traveled over to the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee, but the crowd beat them there, and they ended up with Jesus feeding the 5,000. That's what we've just had, is this feeding of the 5,000. So we pick it up in Mark chapter 6, verse 45. Immediately he bade his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. Well, it seems like things are kind of rushed here, but we don't get a sense of why, what's going on. However, the feeding of 5,000 is recorded in all four of the Gospels. They each give a little bit different information to it. In fact, John gives us some interesting information. In John chapter 6, at the end of the feeding of the 5,000, verse 15, it says, Therefore, when Jesus realized they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. So we see the people getting so excited about Jesus, the miracle worker, that they want to make him king. They're going to make him king by force. They're going to basically draft him and make him king. They're so excited about him. And remember, he's been trying to keep things on the down low, trying to keep things somewhat quiet because he doesn't want all this excitement about Messiah to get out yet because that will overshadow the message. People already are focusing more on the healings than they are on the teaching. What's his teaching? The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news of God. So believe the gospel. Be made right with God through faith. But people focus more on the healing, because it's the way people are. They want the healing. And if word gets out that, hey, this guy could be the long-awaited Messiah, then 
that's going to far overshadow his message and people are going to try and force him into their understanding the way things are supposed to be. So here, the crowd's about ready to go there, and that's why Jesus wants to get his disciples out of there, and then he himself withdraw to the mountain to pray. Verse 46, after he said goodbye to them, he went away to the mountain to pray. So we see this withdrawing to the mountain. We saw it back in chapter 1, verse 35, 39. That was after the first mob event in Capernaum, where everybody got excited about his healing. After that, he withdrew to pray. We see it here. We'll see it again in chapter 14, after the Last Supper, before his execution. Now, what is the meaning of this? Remember, we saw back in the beginning of Mark's gospel, the just a brief mention of he went into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan, but we never saw really an overcoming of the temptation. So we still see this idea of there's always temptation, and every time there's a big mob event wanting to elevate Jesus, does he need then to get away to pray to avoid temptation? Or is he withdrawing to pray to ask the Father to calm the crowd? We're not told what the reasoning is, but we do see these few instances where after there's a big mob event where they're very excited about Jesus, Jesus withdrawing to a lonely place to pray. Verse 47, well into the night, the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the land. Now, said they were going to Bethsaida back in verse 45, which was probably very close to where they were. And so that might have just been a mile or two. So, okay, guys, jump the boat and scoot over to the town of Bethsaida. But now they're out in the middle of the lake. That seems, well, they must have blown off, of course, significantly because of the wind. And that's where it says they were, verse 48, he saw them straining at the oars, because the wind was against them. So they were just going to scoot over to the west a little bit, probably, but the wind blew them farther out into the middle of the lake. Now, they're in the exact middle of the lake? Probably not, but they're further way out than they should be. But it says, he saw them. It's night, and they're a few miles out on the lake. Does he see them in the moonlight? Or is this actually the first miracle in this event? The miracle of him seeing them. It continues verse 48. Very early in the morning, he came toward them walking on the sea and wanted to pass them by. So here's the second miracle of this narrative, him walking on the sea. So very early in the morning, it's still dark, and he's walking on the water. And this phrase, wanted to pass them by, is curious. What's going on here? He wants to pass them by. Specifically, he's coming to them because of their distress. So the idea that he wants to go by them doesn't seem to make sense. And, and the problem is it's just something, a difficult phrase to translate. And there's a few different ways to try and figure this out. Which one's correct? Hard to say. Some say this is the disciples' perspective. So think Peter telling Mark this way. He meant to pass by us, but when we saw him walking on the sea, we thought it was a ghost and cried out. 
their perspective, it seemed like he was walking and going to walk right by them. Or it could just be the phraseology of it. It's just a hard thing to translate into English that maybe the best translation is for he intended to pass their way. Or is Mark using some specific Old Testament language with the idea that this is really recognizing, they should be recognizing Jesus's divinity here and using Old Testament language of God walking on the water. And a couple of places where God appears in Exodus 33 appears to Moses and it uses the phrase he God passed by Moses. And when God appeared to Elijah in 1 Kings 19, God passed by Elijah in Job chapter 9 verse 8. He alone stretches out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. And then verse 11, if he passes by me, I wouldn't see him if he goes right by. So is he using the language of the Old Testament, the idea of God, the one walking on the water, passing by those he reveals himself to? And along with that idea, it's the next verse, 49, when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out because they all saw him were terrified. Immediately he spoke with them and said, have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. That phrase, it is I, is basically, I am. That's the phrase God used with Moses to identify himself. I am. Is that related to this? this so Mark really bringing forth the idea that this is the appearance of God here walking on the water. Jesus identifies himself, I am. It, it's hard to say. But it is an awkward phrase, wanted to pass them by. But the point is, Jesus did come out to them on the lake because they're in trouble. And it seems like whenever he's not with them, they get into trouble. But verse 49, when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. The sea, the ocean, the lake is thought to be a place of spirits, a place of the dead, a place of evil spirits hang out. And to be out on the boat at night can be a scary thing, particularly when you have this kind of mindset of this is where evil spirits hang out. And so they see Jesus walking on the water. What are they going to think? This is a ghost. Numbers 50, immediately he spoke with them and said, have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. So he identifies himself with them, to them. Verse 51, then he got into the boat with them and the wind ceased. So is this the third miracle? The first miracle being him seeing them. The second miracle being him walking to them on the water. Now the third miracle, the ceasing of the storm. They were completely astounded because they had not understood about the loaves. Instead, their hearts were hardened. Now, how do you, what's this linkage here? They had not understood about the loaves. So what's the loaves have to do with all this? Well, their understanding of the multiplication of the loaves, the feeding of the 5,000, was this was a miraculous event. They understood that, but they understood it just as a miraculous event, where they should have really seen it as a revelation of Jesus's identity, and they're missing that. And it says their hearts are hardened, which is the opposite of faith. You only understand these things by faith, so the fact they didn't understand them by faith, it, the alternative is because they're hearts are hardened. Not that they're bad people, they just don't understand yet. And this is a 
a big thing to understand, and they will get there eventually, but up until the end, they really never do understand it, because this is all spiritually revealed and comes through faith. So, even the disciples don't really understand who Jesus is at this point in time. Luckily for us, we have the whole New Testament now, so we have a much clearer picture. But even then, we much approach this with a lot of awe and respect because there's a whole lot of this we don't understand. But we understand enough to know the responding faith that Jesus is the Savior. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time. So continue working through the Gospel of Mark.